Morning, everybody. Morning. Welcome to Epic. Glad that you're here today. Would you give our worship team one more round of applause? Well, they wanted to go out big today, knowing this is our last Sunday in this space, and so that's what we're doing. Uh, we're going to go out large, and uh, then next Sunday we'll be over in our new location. We'll talk a little bit about that later in the service. So I'd like you to grab your Bible and turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you don't have a Bible, just reach over and take the person's next to you. They'll be really glad you have a Bible. Just kidding, don't do that. You might get like punched in the nose or something. Uh, Something we say on a regular basis here is if you need a Bible, our paperback Bibles are a free gift to you. So no one's going to stop you if you walk out with a handful of them. You can have as many as you want. Um, We'd love for you to have access to a Bible. Today we are in week three of our Living Beyond Myself series, and I'm going to walk through a quick recap for us, and then we're going to dive into what we're talking about today. But in week one, I tried to make the case that the local church is the hope of the world. The reality is that Jesus is the hope of the world, and he has entrusted local churches with the greatest message that will ever transform our world. Our government is not the answer. Anybody figured that out yet? Government's not the answer. Education is not the answer. It helps. It's not the answer. Social reform is not the answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer for any problem our world will ever face. And the church has been entrusted with that message. It's a message that we are supposed to take to our world, to tell our community about, to tell our world about that Jesus is is the answer. So we've been entrusted with the greatest message that our world will ever hear. The reality is that God loves the church. He loves the church. That's where he's focusing all of his energy and attention on the planet is in local churches around the world. The church is a place where God wants the lost to be found, the wounded to be healed, the broken to be restored. The church is to be a place where we can find true meaning and purpose for our lives and we can learn how to live our lives in God's big story. And we can understand that we have a significant part to play in that story. That's what the church is supposed to be about. Last week we learned that God has a special role for each one of us within local churches. 1 Peter 2 verse 5 told us that God sees us as holy priests. So if you've put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when God looks at you, he sees you as a priest. And he wants you active within a local church serving as a priest. That's an expectation he has on all Christ followers, not just full-time vocational pastors or priests. Something that all of us as Christ followers should do is serve in a role of a priest. So holy priest is a big deal to God. And serving is a a big deal to God. It's a high value of his, and it should be a high value in any church context. Serving is actually what Jesus did when he left heaven to come to earth. He said, you know, I'm, I'm here to serve you. He had every right to ask us to serve him. He said, no, no, I'm gonna serve you. 
And if you're a Christ follower, here's what I want you to do. I want you to, in turn, go and serve the world. So through this series, one of the things that we are doing is highlighting ways that you can serve through this local church. And on your seat was a card that looked like this. So I ask you to grab that card real quick. And I just want to, again, go over some of the areas that you can be involved here at Epic. And we've been doing this through this series. And we've got one more week next week. So we'll talk about this again, ways that you can be active here at our church The first is our prep team. You see that at the top? There is an amazing team of people that come in here and transform this space from a realty building into a space used for a church on Sunday. It takes about an hour, hour and a half to set this space up in the morning, and it's an amazing transformation if you see it. I mean, it doesn't look anything like it looks right now. And then it takes about an hour to transform it at the end of the service. As we move into our new space, it's a bigger space, and we're going to have a lot more to set up, and we would love to have more people, more hands, being the hands and feet of Jesus, to help us on our prep team, to set up and tear down. And I want you to imagine one day in heaven, someone coming up to you and thanking you for them coming to know Jesus. And you're like, I don't even know who you are, so I'm not sure how that works in, in my story. And they say, you know what, the reality is you set out a chair that I sat in. And one day I gave my heart to Christ in that chair because you set out that chair. So you play a part in somebody else's story. You can play a part in somebody else's story. And I invite you to join our prep team and and set up and tear down. Now our tech team, those are the the folks that sit behind all that high tech, really cool looking stuff back there. Uh, And we would love to have you involved in running sound and lights and computers and the video stuff that happens. And there's an amazing group of people that work back there in a, a specialized area. If that's something that you have a giftedness in, we'd love for you to, to be involved there. If you have no clue what to do technology-wise, go back there and talk to them. They'll teach you how to do it. It'll be great. You'll learn, and you'll be able to teach me how to run my DVD player at home. <laughs> Our connections team a team of people that their purpose is to create a space where people can come in and feel welcome. Can you imagine like trying to find Jesus and you come in and you walk into a church and you're not welcomed and you feel like I don't belong here. That's not a great feeling. Should never happen in any church context, but it happens far too much. So we've got a team of people that work very hard to create a space where people can come in and feel welcomed as they explore a deeper relationship with God. Now, if you look at the bottom, it says our surge ministry is our middle school, middle and high school student ministry. And I would love to have more people pouring their lives into students at a critical time in their lives. More people who love Jesus, you come alongside a middle school or high school student in those formative years. They're trying to figure out who they're going to be. They're about to launch out into the world, trying to figure out who they're going to be as they go out into the world. Are they going to be a Christ follower? Is that going to be part of their identity or not? Are they going to drift towards Christ or away from him? Someone who comes alongside of them through a student ministry can help guide them in that process as they launch out into the world. And I've got two of my own children in that ministry area and two of my other children in our Epic Kids area. And I just would love for some of you to invest in my kids and our kids that are growing up and being launched out into the world. Now, I'm going to invite one of my favorite people up here to the stage. I'm going to invite my wife, Tammy. 
it's kind of cool because like wherever we go, she gets that kind of applause and welcome and, you know, I don't. So <laughs> anyways, this is my wife, Tammy. For those of you who've never connected us together before, usually she is out there running our Epic Kids ministry. And uh, so this is Tammy. She's going to tell us about some of the cool things going on in Epic Kids and ways that you can be involved in that. So Tammy. Yes, we have some great, exciting things happening back there. Um, as we move into our new facility, which we're excited about, we are going to not only begin a curriculum that we kind of have played with over the summer, um, Orange, and it's um, what I love about it is it starts from nursery, builds into the preschool, builds into the kindergarten through third and fourth through sixth, so that by the time they're in surge, they really have had a foundation. It's, a, it's just beautiful, uh, a foundation of just the truth and the relationship with Christ and just all of that. So it's just, it's such a, it's, it's just great. We're really excited about it. Can you tell? <laughs> anyway, besides that, one of the things we've been waiting for is um, just the right people, God to touch the right people, people's heart about um, our kindergarten through sixth grade room has been in this room here and it's grown and it's grown and it's been, you know, kindergarten through six is a huge difference. And so we've really been praying for our um, four through six to be able to have a place for their own, place of their own. And so Melissa and Chris Seppi have stepped up along with Matt and Megan Morgan. I'm always saying Shevlin because that was her maiden name. And they are stepping up to do that. So exciting to me. And um, one of the, gr the great things I love about it is two guys that are willing to commit their life to build into young, young boys that need role models. And uh, so many times in Epic Kids or in kids ministry, you don't see a lot of men doing that. And I don't know, you know, sometimes if you, they get afraid, they don't know how to interact with those wild creatures, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's, what is amazing to me is that Jesus called children to himself in the Bible. He said, let them come to me. And he wasn't a woman, he was a man, you know? And he thought it was so vital that you invest in children that he wanted them to come to himself as well. And so I think, you know, one of the, I shared this in the first service, one of the, my favorite Bible stories is about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I love their names, don't you? But besides that, these guys were young guys. They were um, in probably their teens, early teens possibly. But what was so awesome about them, and Daniel as well, is they were captured and they were taken to a foreign land and they, were, they had the faith to stand up against a nation, a king, um, to say, hey, we're, we can't do that because that doesn't, that's not who our God is. We have such a strong faith in our God to know that he is the God that we're not going to bow down to, what, to this idol that you have. And I think, you know what? It took people in their life investing before they got to that moment. It took people intentionally investing in them to say, you know what? God is the almighty God who created the world and you need to know him. And they had a relationship with him. And so that by the time they were in chaos, by the time their world was filled with chaos, they had that base. Um, and so anyway, I, that's how I feel about Epic Kids. I mean, it's a place that people, we have so many volunteers that are committed there and they are so fantastic back there. They are investing in your children. And to me, that's one of the most important things we can do because that investment and that investment is going to last eternity. It's not just something that, you know, is going to be here and then fade away. It's something that you're going to invest in for eternity. So life change. And then when I think about men being a part of my son's life back there, how exciting is that to have guys that are willing to invest in his life and he can look and have other role models besides just his dad? I think that's fantastic. 
and, they, and their dad's fantastic, but you know. Anyway, so one of the things you may not know about Epic Kids is we have almost 100 kids back there. And between the two services, but and that's exciting because I think I look around at um, you know in our country and a lot of churches are less than a hundred people in their churches. So we have more, you know, more than I mean up to a hundred in our kids' areas. But the the cool thing I think that I step back and think, or maybe the grieving thing is I step back and I think, man, we have what one, two, three, four elementary schools, maybe five, maybe more. In our, in our uh, community, think about all the kids that are in there. We have, a, we have a job to do. We have a community to reach and children to reach and families to reach. And so that's the part that you play in this. That well, 100, that's great. But, and not that we're not about numbers, but that we see people out there that need to be connected with Christ. I mean, their lives, they need to be transformed. So you can be a part of that. Isn't that exciting? I was like, I don't hear anything. It's like crickets out there. I'm like, oh, all right. So anyway, if you want to be involved in the most exciting, fantastic ministry ever, then um, there's a table actually out in the lobby, and Angie Manzi will be out there. The card that you have around that you want to fill out, you can hand that to her, and she'll get you set up, and we'll be on the, the, the wagon that's going places. I guess that's what you call awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I'd like to just keep her up here the whole service because she's fun to listen to and I enjoy looking at her. So I'll talk to you later. So during the service, I encourage you to spend some time talking to God, just saying, God, how do you want me to serve as a holy priest at this local church? And you can fill out your card anytime during the service and drop it off, as Tammy said, before you leave today. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, the Bible describes the church in several ways. It calls the church the bride of Christ, something that we, we looked at in week number one of this series. It also calls the church the body of Christ. That's something we're going to explore here today in 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to start in verse 12. So here we go. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. I'm going to pause there and uh, talk about that for just a moment. We're going to do that several more times throughout looking at this passage. But we all understand that our bodies are made up of many different parts. Like, like we get that. It doesn't take a whole lot of education to understand that we all have a heart. We all have a brain. At least most of us have a brain, right? Don't point out the people you think don't have one. We all have a liver, we all have a stomach, we all have a mouth, we all have ears, parts that we can see, parts that we can't see. There are parts of our bodies that can only be seen through a microscope. I just think that's amazing how God has knit our bodies together. It's, it, it, you're a miracle. Just the fact that you're alive. You're a miracle of God. So God has put all of our body parts together to make up our bodies. And the author of this passage he says, just like your bodies, your physical bodies have many parts that make up one, the body of Christ has many parts and it makes up one. So in the church, some of us are the hands of the body, some of us are the heart of the body, some of us are the feet of the body, you know, some of us might be the liver of the body, I don't, I don't even know what the liver does, but you know, it's kind of weird to think about, but it's contextually true that there are many different parts of the body of Christ. And if you're a believer in Jesus, you are one of 
those parts. Now, who is the head of the body? Who's the head of the body? Think about that for just a moment. Who's the head of the body of Christ? Colossians 1 verse 15 says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things that we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. So I want you to think just for a moment. Week one, we talked about rubber bands and the purpose of rubber bands there to stretch and hold things together. Jesus holds all creation together. Verse 18, Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. So Jesus is the head of the church, the big C global church and the little C local church. Jesus is the head. As a pastor here, I'm not the head of this church. I help lead this church with another group of people, but I'm not the head. Jesus is the head. So we need to look to the Bible to do what Jesus tells us to do. One of the primary things that Jesus says in the Bible that his body should do is to serve, to serve each other. So let's look at verse 13. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Now, I love this verse because it tells us that everyone belongs in the body of Christ. Everyone can be a part of the body of Christ if they want to be. It's possible for anyone to join the family of God. If you want to grow to be more like Jesus, if you believe Jesus died so that you can live, if you believe Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior of the world, you can be a part of the body of Christ. It doesn't matter in this context, as the author was saying, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, if you're slave or free. It doesn't matter if you're from up north and you talk like my friend Chris Seppi, who's from New York. Yeah, there he is. He's right in front. New York. Sorry, that was kind of Boston, wasn't it? Sorry, I got to work on that accent. Doesn't matter if you're from the south. Doesn't matter if you're, you're from Africa or Asia or Europe. Doesn't matter. If you believe Jesus is God in the flesh and died for you, you're part of the body of Christ. Doesn't matter if you have a religious background or not. Doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor. Everyone can be part of the body. It reminds me of our great country, America. We're the melting pot of all nationalities. You know, there was a group of people that got together and said, you know, we're from all over the world, but we're going to come together and we're going to form a new nation. That's the context behind the phrase e pluribus unum. Anybody familiar with that one? You see it on the seal of the United States. It's on our money as well. That phrase used to be our nation's motto until 1956. It's Latin for out of many come one. So out of many colonies come one country. Out of many nationalities come one nation. It's a beautiful concept, but it came from God. God was the originator of that idea of coming together, many different parts 
coming together and belonging together. Now let's look at verse 14. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not the hand, that doesn't make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. There are people that struggle with finding their place within the body. There are people that feel like, you know, I I don't have a lot to offer, or what I have to offer is not significant. It's not like that person over there. And we watch other people do their thing, and we go, wow, if I could just have that gift or just have their personality or that package, man, that'd just be great, but I don't have that. So I'm not sure that I have a lot to offer. God never wants us saying that. God never wants us looking to another person in the body of Christ and wishing we were more like them. God didn't make you to be like them. God didn't make them to be like you. We're all uniquely designed. And God is the one who designs each one of us. He's given you your gifts, your talents, your abilities, and he's placed you just where you need to be. He's placed all of us just where we need to be so that the body as a whole can benefit from that. Imagine a part of your body, let's just say your bladder, okay? You probably don't think about your bladder much until you need to use it. (laughs) But let's just say your bladder says, you know what, I don't really contribute a whole lot to the body, so I'm just not going to do my part anymore. Like, we'd have some messes, wouldn't we? We'd all have a mess to deal with if something like that happened. In the body of Christ, we all have a special purpose in that body. We have a function. We have a role, something that we are supposed to do. And without us, without that person being in that spot, we all suffer. Something that God doesn't want. God wants us together to be stronger. Verse 19 says, how strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. So just take a moment and think about your physical body. And I want you to identify one body part that you would like to get rid of today. All right, so I know we like, there's some things about our bodies we wouldn't mind changing, you know, but like, think about your little toe. Like, what's it really do down there? You know, most time it's covered up, not really sure if it's doing its job, not sure if it's pulling its weight. So this afternoon, you can go home and lop it off and find out. Like, what's the, the little guy do down there? <laughs> or your pinky. You know, I mean, like, we really only use it when we're drinking coffee to, like, raise it and make us look a little bit more sophisticated, right? So... When I think about my body, there are some parts of my body that I'd like to change, but I'd like to keep all of my parts. Like, I I like all my body parts. I'd like to keep them all together, and that's what God wants for all of us. There's no part of our body that we can say, you know what, I just don't need that part. Contextually, in the church family, there's no part of the body, there's no part of the church family that we can say, you know, I don't need that part. We can't say that. We're all designed to be together together. Now, it is possible to live without a body part. You know, it's possible. People do it all the time. There are people that that have lived their lives without arms or legs or hands. It's harder 
to live life that way. Churches have lived life like that for a long time. And when you look at a church body, uh, you can see a lot of churches don't have arms, don't have legs. And they figured out how to maneuver through life and they're still doing great things. But if they had those parts, they could do even more. They'd be stronger. That's what God wants for us as a body of Christ, is to all join together. Verse 22. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts that we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. So as the body of Christ, God says, listen, I want you to care for each other. I want you to serve each other. I want you to support each other the same way that your body does. The way your body interacts, when a part of your body is hurting, all the other parts of your body know it. And they get active in serving that part of the body. Think about your body. Our heart serves the rest of our body by pumping blood to keep all the other body parts doing what they do best. Our eyes serve the body to allow our body to see, helps us navigate through life. Our stomachs digest the food that give us fuel for life. And all of our body parts serve each other. That's their purpose. That's their function. No body part can say, you know what, it's about me. You know, I'm like, I got the most important part. No body part can say that. Each body part serves each other. Look at verse 26. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. This is one of the reasons I strongly encourage people to get plugged into one of our small groups here. So when something happens in your world that's difficult and you need support and care, there are people around you to help you with that. And when there's a moment to celebrate, there are people around you to to celebrate with you. That's why we need each other. God never designed us to be Lone Ranger Christians out there kind of doing things on our own. God says, you're part of a body. You need to be together. The body functions best when it's together. And you can serve each other. You can cheer for each other. You can celebrate when, when great things are happening. So again, I encourage you to get plugged in to one of our small groups. Verse 27 wraps up this passage that we're going to look at today. It doesn't wrap up the passage, but it wraps up what we're going to look at this morning. It says, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. So we're all a part of it. We all have a place. We all need to work together to be stronger, to be the body that God wants us to be as a local church. Now, if I had to sum up my final encouragement to all of us about serving in the body of Christ, I would say just jump in. Just get active. Just do something. Find find an area. Find a place that you can begin. Begin serving in some way, whether you know what you're good at or gifted at or not. I mean, you may walk into serving and go, listen, I don't really know where I would best be used. That's okay. Here's what I know will happen as you begin the process of serving. You're going to learn to serve like Jesus did. You're going to learn to be a little bit more like Jesus. And you are going to learn something that Jesus taught. He said, it's better to give than it is to receive. You're going to learn that in the process of diving in and getting active and serving. And then you're going to learn 
what you're good at and what you're not good at. I mean, you'll serve in a ministry area for you know, six months or so and be like, wow, wasn't good at that. Great, you learned. And then that helps guide you into the next spot of serving. You find another spot, wow, that was a little bit better. And then maybe another area of serving, you go, wow, that was even better. It is very rare that somebody steps into serving in their very first serving opportunity, they go, wow, this is it. This is my fit. I found it. This is why God made me. It's pretty rare. But most of us do this journey of exploring and discovering together our unique wiring. And as we serve, that stuff rises to the surface. And we begin to learn, you know what? I'm better at this stuff than I am this stuff. And we find our place within the body of Christ. So again, I encourage you to fill out your card and turn that in at our table, volunteer table before you leave today. If you have any questions there, there'll be some folks there you can ask questions of if you're curious about some different serving opportunities. Now, as I close this morning, I'm going to invite Rich Carr to come up to the stage. Rich is one of our elders, and he's going to guide us out in a prayer here in a moment. Here you go, Rich. Um, Today, again, marks a, a special day for us as a church. It's the end of one chapter and the beginning of another chapter. Again, this is our last service in this space. But just to think back real quickly over the past almost three years as we've been growing as a church, it's about three and a half years ago that we were getting started as a church trying to figure out where we were going to meet. And we had an agreement with the local movie theater that we were going to start meeting in that facility. And they kept postponing their start date. And so that kind of put us into a bind. We needed to find a place to begin. Our launch date was on September 20th of 2009. One of our church members told us about this space, said, hey, you should go by and check that space out. And I didn't even know it was in the county. So I drove in and uh, came and checked it out. And a team of us walked through and saw instantly, wow, this could really work. We could start here. And it's been a really neat journey over almost the past three years. I'm just amazed that three years has gone by as fast as it has. But in our second Easter, we added a second service because we were kind of running out of space. And then this past Easter, which is our third Easter, uh, we added a third service. And it was amazing to see almost over 560 people show up at that We've seen 127, at least 127 people put their faith and trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior in the past three years. And 67 of them, that's kind of worth celebrating. We've been able to baptize 67 of them. It's just a really cool thing of what God has done over the past almost three years. So after the service, you saw the big U-Haul out there. We are going to load it up, all of our stuff, and we're going to take it over to our new location, Buddy Taylor Middle School. Tim's going to tell you a little bit more about that in just a moment. But one of the things that's really important in the Bible that God says is, remember what I've done for you. Don't always be looking for the next thing and asking me to do more and more and more. Remember, pause, and remember what I have done. And so I've asked Rich to come up and pray for us. I just want us to just thank God together as a church family for this facility and the use of it. It's been fantastic. And then next week, we'll be in a new facility, start a new chapter. But I just wanted to pause and thank God. And Tim's going to come up, give us some announcements, and then our worship team's going to send us out large today. So Rich, pray for us. Okay, Doug. Uh, Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for such a wonderful work that you have got for us here to do. And uh, 
We thank you for blessing us, for meeting our needs. We thank you for finding us uh, this place in which we could meet in it. When we started meeting, it was pretty meager. It didn't seem like much. But then as you added to and it continued to grow, it was exciting to see us grow out of this area. And we need to move into something better. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for the real estate uh, people of Flagler County that has allowed us to use this, this building as a facility for us on Sunday. It's been unbelievable, uh, a brand new building, and uh, we got to use it. So we thank you for that. We thank you for them that have worked with us on it and uh, uh, due to some insurance deals, and I believe they're not going to be involved in the rental anymore, but some insurance is getting so high, I believe. But anyway, uh, we wonder what we're going to do. We had been looking already because of the, the crowded facility, and so, Lord, we thank you that you gave us Buddy Taylor to school. Uh, we just appreciate uh, you allowing us to move there. And a beautiful, another almost school, brand new school building. And Lord, it's just exciting how you work. And uh, uh, when you're ready to move, we're ready to move. And so we're ready. Uh, you've blessed us. Uh, it, it breaks our hearts sometimes when we think of what if we wouldn't have what if we wouldn't have done this what if we what if Trent wouldn't have been the pastor and decided to go out on his own I don't know but I, I fear that there wouldn't have been an epic and so we thank you for laying on the heart of Trent and Tammy and and then Tim and Sarah and the band what a fantastic group of people each one finding their spot where they could be used in the body of Christ. And each one in the volunteers that we have that sacrifice Sunday after Sunday to come and to be used of you and teaching those little kids. What a wonderful thing. And uh, Lord, I don't believe the, the rewards are going to be much greater for anything else other than uh, the command that you said, suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. We, we, we love you, Lord, and we thank you that uh, we have to come as a little child and believe. And so, Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for these kids and those that work with them. And uh, we expect a great an exciting time uh, moving into Buddy Taylor. So, Lord, bless us. Help us to work together, be united in the effort, and uh, help us honor you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for what you have done in helping us to learn to be the church and to be the church. You guys have invested so much in your time, your talent, and your resources to make Epic what it is and what we are hoping to continue to be in the community as we learn to be the church together. And I uh, just have a few announcements before we uh, close out today. Uh, the first one is, as you've seen, uh, you guys have done an amazing job on the food drive. Uh, Grace Com uh, Community Food Pantry is so thankful 
uh, for what you have done, bringing in clothes and food. Uh, today is the last day. We're going to be here for a while, so if you want to go grab your stuff, you can and uh, bring it here to those tables and everything. So thank you so much uh, for what ha- you have done to help them uh, kind of get into the next season there and helping out so many families right here in our own county as well. And then, uh, as Trent mentioned, with our small groups, uh, we are about to come upon that season where we're starting up our uh, groups' environments. And one of the groups I want to tell you about is financial peace. Um, if you know, it's amazing how we don't teach finances throughout elementary, middle school, and high school. Uh, but yet, that's one of the hardest things to get down in life as we get older. And so, this is an amazing class that will help you just to say, okay. What's the big plan for my finances, and how do I handle these things, and what's a plan that I can put together, and how can I manage that so it doesn't control me, but I control it? Uh, Gary, right back there in the corner by the window, um, if you would like to sign up for Financial Peace, do that today. They're about to begin in like less than two weeks. Um, It is only nine weeks long. Um, It is a great class. Uh, You will learn tons of great information, and it will help you uh, to get on that track that you want to get on with your finances. And then uh, also, if you uh, want to get into uh, small groups, we encourage everyone to jump into Starting Point. And Starting Point is our 10-week conversational small group environment where you begin to explore the story of God and find your place in it and begin to experience community. It's a great place to jump in. It's a great place to begin to get to know other people, uh, to find out what's God's story, your story, how that intersects, and how that intersects with other people's stories. Uh, it is a great foundation where you can ask questions, get to know each other, get out of the rows, get into a a great circle of about 10 to 12 people, and it's a great way to begin to, the process of getting uh, to know more people here at Epic as well. And then if you've been through Starting Point, jump into Next Step. Uh, that's a seven-week conversational small group environment where you begin to really look at, okay, what's this journey that God has me on? How do I interact with Him? How do I interact with others? And then it launches you into long-term small groups, and it's a great environment. So we are having our intro Uh, after each service on September 16th. Uh, So if you could sign up online under our groups tab to let us know if you're interested in jumping into Starting Point or Next Step, that'll help us to know about how many to plan for. And that would uh, help us to know how many are going to show up on September 16th to sign up for groups and find out all the information about those two environments as well. And then, uh, as we've talked about serving, I hope you jump in. And another way besides serving that we can honor God is also through our resources because it allows us to do the things that we're doing here, the 100 kids that are in there, the curriculum and all the things that take place over there, and to continue to impact this community together. And so there's two ways that you can give. And if you call Epic your home, you can give through our giving boxes, one located here, one in the lobby, and then also on the website as well. And then finally, uh, you have a card out there that says Epic Church is moving. And on the back there is a map of where we're heading specifically over to Buddy Taylor Middle School. We're going to be in the cafeteria slash auditorium over there. Uh, So take the card, get the word out, let everybody know what we're going to do this afternoon. We need your help uh, to load up a lot of stuff uh, because there's a lot of stuff. Um, So what... (laughs) What we'd love for you to do is, um, after the service is over, uh, go ahead and grab your kids, if you have kids, and then five minutes after the service, come back into here, and we will give you instructions uh, so that there's not mad chaos and we're not, like, you know, chopping off body parts like Trent was talking about. We don't want that to happen or anything like that. 
So uh, come back in here. We'll give you instructions on how we're going to load up that truck and then go over there and we're going to do a little tour of the school to uh, show you where we're at and then we're going to unload it and uh, it'll be a great time together. We've got water, bananas, granola bars for you to uh, tie you over and everything like that. Uh, so if you would help out, that would be great. Uh, go ahead and let's stand together. We're going to celebrate. This is the last song in this building today. And so let's just thank God. Let's celebrate what he has done. And uh, thank you so much for being here today. <laughs> 